The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. It is an honor and a privilege to be a part of this organization because of this family. And not only with what they mean and what they do with this organization, but with what the Houstonians here understand about this family and what they mean to this community. Sports, 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 sports. So they just sit there and talk about sports? Yeah, and you've got a new coach. Boy, did he impress you today? I don't know. Hey, it's a Sam Houston Race Park Friday, Friday on the Blitz. Diabolical. Is a Veritex Community Bank Road Show live from Sam Houston Race Park. This is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman, and the Blitz is on for a Friday. Friday, welcome to the greatest show in the history of the known universe. With me, Fred Fowler, the Falcon, AJ Hoffman, Chocolate Braveheart, Aaron Rabel, the Voldemort. Tyler's in the house as we broadcast live from Sam Houston Race Park. If you want to get in. You're looking live, folks. Yep. and uh, From the greatest racetrack in the world. You know what hasn't changed? Sam Anything. Houston Race Park. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want to get in today, we're not going to take any calls because we don't do that when we're on the road. But you can get us, at, uh, uh, you can get us on the Facebook page. Send a message, and Aaron will read it. There's Twitter, at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at AJ is the real. At Aaron is blitzed at Tyler Drew Scott at Degenerates nine seven five. If that's not enough, you can text the show. You know the number for that. It's the main number seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Or I guess on Twitch we can see the comments, right? Is that how we do it? Yes. Okay, so you can be on Twitch. You won't see our lovely faces, which is a shame because I kind of dressed up today and looked pretty good. But uh, yeah, that's how you can get in touch with the show. And it's a Friday. Friday, we're out here at Sam Houston Race Park. Uh, we will be here until seven o'clock. I'm probably going to hang around for a race or so after that. So if you're uh, oh, not me. You know why? Why is that? I've got to go watch my son's basketball team get their bleep pushed in. <laughs> it's got to be hard to keep watching game after game where you don't score. It is brutal. But the coach called for a second practice over the weekend. Normally they only practice on Tuesdays and they play their games on Friday. And the coach said, you know what? I'm too competitive for this. I can't stand to see us keep losing like this. So I went out there with him, and for about three hours we – we tried to teach 10 eight-year-olds zone defense. So we're installing a zone tonight. I, just, I say we. I, I've got, I want you to know I'm not a coach of this team. I'm not responsible for any of these ass kickings that have been going on. Uh, all I can do is, uh, you know. I, I, another thing I, I think that the coach, um, and I don't like to complain about the, the coaches who take the time out of their schedules to teach my children sports, but uh, there are about three kids on the team, maybe four, who are even remotely competent at basketball. And my son is probably in the in the third or fourth, uh, you know, 
category there. All I mean, they all start, obviously, but when they switch out, it's a full roster switch. So, like, uh, there's a couple couple minutes left in the quarter. All right, first team, go sit down. Second team, go out there. The second team has actually zero kids who understand basketball, and it's it's an it's a disaster. And I've I've kind of wanted to say like, hey, maybe you know, leave one or two of the kids out there that you know, as soon as they get the basketball, they don't like hold it up over their heads and then dribble and hold it up over their heads and then dribble and then get it stolen. Like let maybe one or two of them at a time, but. That, that's the that's the strategy he goes with. It's like hockey, like a line change. How many points have they scored in how many games? In three games, they're averaging just under one point per game scored. So, so how big is the drop-off really to the second team? Uh, well, <laughs> defensively, the first unit is much better, Okay, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a total nightmare, uh, but – what are you going to do? You, you got to go out there and you you. Uh, I haven't. I missed the game where they scored the points, so uh, so I haven't seen them score a basket yet. But I'm hopeful, Fred, that tonight might be the night. Well, good luck. Thanks. Good luck. I, I feel your pain because it sounds a lot like my kids' soccer teams back in the day, where every game they'd lose eight to nothing, and it was just it was just brutal. It was hard to watch uh, as a parent, and then I'm, I'm and it wasn't much fun for any of them either, but. Yeah, maybe at some point they'll they'll figure this thing out, AJ, and they'll, yeah. they'll score four points. So, does your kid's coach have more or less hope for his career than David Culley? Well, I see what you did there. How I you, don't yeah. think this is going to be his full time deal. Um, like he does something with airplanes or something, but it, it, he was a uh, he played ball years and years ago at Memphis when when it was Memphis State even. Oh, that so, was like the William Bedford days. So he's got – well, I think Penny Hardaway even played for Memphis State. Yeah, I think that's so, right too. So uh, he's a Memphis State Tiger, uh, but unfortunately he's not, he's not getting um, – he's not getting a lot – he's not doing a great recruiting job, honestly. And I don't well, know if no, they pick if teams it, based on like – because all the kids go to the same elementary school on his team. So I don't know if they're divided up by elementary school, and we just got, we've got the least athletic elementary school to pool from, but it's quite possible. I don't understand how a guy who went to Memphis can't have bags of money for, to recruit really good kids. Well, I don't, I don't know that he's th- that level of a player at Memphis. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. It's just you know that that seems to be how they recruit there, so it seems to be what you should be doing, but. Yeah, somebody. So I'm coaching my son's seven year old basketball team. First two games, we lost twenty two to two and eighteen to two. Wow! Thinking about retiring. Hey, you you're, are, you're already better defense on uh, than on your guys. Better defense, better offense. That's four points in two games. You guys, I mean, your team would probably smoke my son's team. <laughs> yeah, two to nothing. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're playing the Rockets tonight, so we'll see. Oh. Yeah, the eight U, the eight U Rockets taking on the eight U Sixers. Well, that that Rockets team that had all their guys together last night won a game. That's four in a row. It is, and and you know I I didn't expect you know I said at the time let's not expect any wins, and if they come, that's great. Uh, pretty good, pretty good showing the last few games for the Rockets. I watched them a little last night, and it's nice to see 
the commitment to the defensive side of the ball yeah. that hasn't been here in years and years and years. Uh, it's it's interesting. I, I still don't know that they've got the talent to, you know, really hold up over the course of a, a whole season, but it's better than I thought it would be. Yeah, they are, they're all going to have to be healthy, and that's just a huge if. Yeah. Because you've got so many guys that have a history of injuries. and uh, But it, it is – they're kind of fun to watch. They're a lot more interesting than they used to be with dribble, 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 step back three, get my own rebound, yeah. you know, get fouled and go to the line. Uh, everyone on Twitch is asking about happy hour. Guys, we're not in the studio. Well, and, and we've been on hiatus because we had a, a Rona outbreak at the station. We couldn't have everybody together. It will be back soon. You guys are welcome to drink all you want. Yeah. But uh, we will, uh, you know, we'll be back to it very soon, sooner rather than later. It's just uh, road shows probably not going to be doing happy hours. It's no. just kind of hard to do them. We, we've tried it a I couple mean, we've times. done it at a bar. And it, yeah. it's easier at a bar than it would be here. Well, there's a bar right there. Right. But this isn't exactly – I mean, there's people who are – Tyler got told that there's some people over there gambling, and they don't want to hear our Ooh, show. Okay. Well, that's, that's so true. So we can't get too rowdy here. That's true. You wouldn't want to you know, sweat that $2 bet and have to listen well, to Fred, us. Well, Fred, as you know, <laughs> uh, gambling establishments are known for quiet. They're like the libraries. Uh, it's Libraries and casinos typically are the quietest places on earth, right? Uh, no. No, that's a no, lie. No. <laughs> no, but, uh, no, I, I totally get it that, uh, you know, some people just don't want to hear us. And, and we can't party here. I mean, uh, yeah. It just is what it is. Yeah, and it would, it would be too loud. And, yep. um, and well, Frank, by the time they put out the cheap beer, it's not actually happy hour. Bingo. That's a good point. Damn. What do they have? It's not, so it's not 50 cent beer. What, it's $2 long next. $2 long next. It's still a pretty huh? good deal. That'll get, that'll get you there eventually. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I know that they're, and we can ask. Uh, we'll actually have uh, Chris Griffin on the next hour. We'll ask him. Uh, but I'm guessing they they have to keep the crowds limited. Yeah. So you don't want to be doing fifty cent beer because, as you recall from, yeah, people will come and they will line up for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, but you know what? It, it is a it's a lot more empty in here than I'm used to seeing. But you know, pretty much same old thing. Yeah. Not, not much different. So uh, the pretty good card Sunday too. It's, it's it'll be probably the best actual race card in the country on Sunday uh, with Houston Ladies Classic, and they've got a big turf race. So they've got a huge weekend coming. i got a couple couple things tonight I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knock out. So if you're coming out to the track and want to see what my favorites are, I'll let you know. It is mass and force inside. We are not wearing our masks while we're doing the show, but if we walk around, we do. Uh, people are asking if you're going to come out. So there you go. Outside, don't have to wear one. Inside, you do, just like everybody else. Um, and... Yeah, and frankly, I don't think I could do a show with a mask on. So that would be difficult. Yeah. So this is this is what we are, uh, and we will get to. You uh, could just cut a hole in a mask and then put your uh, thing inside, like Andy Reid did. That's kind of defeats the purpose, right? Well, yeah, theoretically. But, I mean, it, it, it it's good enough for Andy Reid. It's good enough for us. Yeah, Andy Reid's a big deal, like he, a really big. He deal. is. You're so. correct. All right. Uh, next segment uh, upon. 24-hour reflection, I'm kind of curious if your opinion of this hire has changed. Because mine has taken a little bit of a different turn. Okay. How's that for a tease? Was that a good tease? I'm I'm curious about this. Yeah, yeah. Um, Needless to say, I wasn't crazy about it. Now that I've heard him talk, I'll just tell you next segment. (laughs) Um, And guys, guess what? We went uh, 
a win and a push last night on our hockey plays for the people. So on a 5-1-2 and two streak now after an 0-4 stretch over the weekend that really sucked. But uh, we started season 5-1. and one. So, so far, clicking around 67%. Not bad. And I'm betting them all on my bookie. And you can, too. You can bet AJ's college plays there. You could bet the big game next week. It's coming. You've got all kinds of NBA games if you're into that. Uh, and, of course, those hockey overs and unders. And they also give you live in-game betting. So there's one of them last night that I got a late start on. was still able to get in there and bet and get a better price than I was hoping for. And uh, you know, that's, that's a cool thing to do with that in-game betting, man. If a team you like gets down and you still think that, okay, they're just unlucky that they're down, you jump in, you bet them at a better price, boom. they got a mobile-friendly website, and you can take advantage of a half-deposit match up to $1,000. Just use promo code RADIO when you make your first deposit. Bet, win, get paid. Use promo code RADIO. For a half-deposit match up to $1,000, mybookie.ag. You need to know your place. Because it's about to get This is a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow, live from Sam Houston Race Park. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. How good was that? You're so smooth. Uh, Just talking to some folks outside who... Want to talk about Deshaun Watson, whether or not he's going to be traded. <laughs> you know how it is. But uh, the, uh, they had introduced their new coach today, one David Culley, for this yeah. little press conference. It may be in the conversation for most embarrassing, uh, most embarrassing introductory press conference of all time, right? It was pretty brutal. Cal wasn't there. Apparently there were... Over a dozen media members with their hand raised to ask a question, and they took a question from a fan instead. Um, and then, <laughs> what does it mean to be a fighting Houston Texan? And then didn't answer those media questions. They like they that was the end of it. That was the end of the press conference when they took the fan question. I mean, this is it's a clown show, man. It really is, and I kind of. It, it, I expect it from Cal, obviously. We expect it, and well, he, I guess he, he wasn't even there. He did some kind of intro from some weird-looking room. From a, yeah, like a Zoom. Like, uh, oh, we welcome his family. And, my guess is uh, he was in the same building, yeah, probably down the hall, and was like, well, you know, I could go down there, but then people might talk to me. Uh, but we expect that from Cal. We expect it from Jack. Like, don't you kind of think at some point, if Nick Casario is the bright guy that we, we think him to be, don't you think at some point Nick says, hey, guys, th- this isn't how you do this? Well, that kind of gets to my point I was going to make. And yesterday, yeah, I'm always a give, give him the benefit of the doubt. Give him the benefit of the doubt. Well, this is the first thing we've seen from Nick Casario, right? This is supposed to be the adult in the room. And listen to him talk today. He sounds like a slightly faster-talking version of Cal McNair. And he doesn't say anything. But, I mean, I, I'm not going to judge based on a press conference. But you came in, you interviewed a bunch of guys. This is the best you could do. This is the guy you looked at and said, this is going to be our head coach. Now, unless you are just you know that the Watson's gone, you're going to have to reload with draft picks and everything over the next couple of years, and you need a sacrificial lamb, okay. 
But how do I know he's smart enough to be that guy? Because he wasn't very smart to take this job. Right. So, yeah, I, I my opinion of, of Nick Casario, I'm, I'm waiting to see what he does with players and things like that. But so far, I'm going to go with not so good. No. Because there's really nothing. Nothing good's happened I mean, in a while. I mean, and, and this guy's thrilled to get a job, and I don't want to take away from that. I mean, congratulations to him. This is a great moment for him. A guy who's been plugging along this long to finally get an opportunity. I've had a bunch of people email me today. Is, is he basically Dave Campo? And, you know, I think that's a pretty good comparison. Uh, but I, I, I'm guessing he's just here until they, you know, trade Watts and kind of turn the roster over and start to rebuild things. But that being the case, I mean, if this is the best you can do. Yeah. And this, this is your first ever coaching hire, by the way, because, you know, the coach you were working with wasn't going anywhere. Um, I mean, is it better than Josh McDaniels? Yeah. I, I mean, that would have been more of the same. At least it's a little different. I don't, know. I don't know if it's better. Or, yeah. yeah. Uh, but at least it's, it's a move in a different direction. I just I don't see any positives to this, man. I've, I've been thinking about it for a day and a half trying to figure out, okay, how, how can I look at this and not feel like it's a complete disaster? And I just can't find an answer. I, I don't think there I is tried. One. I tried. I mean, he's not a retread. Yeah. I keep coming back to that. But that's it. And I just I don't know how the fan base can look at this clown show. And, you know, and then, of course, his, he – he addressed the Deshaun Watson thing, which, um, oh, well, you know, we have zero interest in trading him. It's a nice way of saying, let's get the price up a little bit. Yeah. At no point did he say, oh, we're not going to trade him. Just we have zero interest in trading him. Yeah. I think you have interest in trading him. Well, I mean, I think there has to be interest in trading him because he's made it public that he wants to be traded. So, I, I mean, I'm sure you don't want to, but you you have to at least start considering the possibility of it. And there's no question in my mind that they've started questioning that possibility. I, and I don't know about you, but I, I didn't hear anything about how they've had conversations with him or that he was involved or any of that. What I heard was when asked about it, had he, had he talked to Deshaun, then Nick just twisted it off in a different direction, which is what he does every time somebody asks him about Jesus history. Right, because that's uncomfortable conversation. Yeah. So uh, I I was not impressed with anything I heard today, and I went into it. It's like, okay, sell me. Convince me. Tell me that this isn't a mistake. Crickets. Right. But I'm curious. I'm curious your thoughts, uh, if you've changed your mind on anything over the I don't, last I don't feel any – different about things today than I did yesterday. I mean, I, I think that, like I said, I think this is a Bo Porter hire. This yeah. is a a stopgap coach. You never want to admit that, but there's really no other explanation. I think they found, and they found a guy, to their credit, they found a guy that fits with their culture, uh, and by all accounts, very nice guy. I haven't met him. Maybe had I gone down there and uh, I could have been a fan and asked a question. I don't yeah, know. You should have posed as a fan. I should have tried Damn that. It. You could have uh, asked him a question. But I, 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 there's no to me. There's no warm, fuzzy feeling about this hire because I, I don't think that I don't think if they were really serious about turning this franchise around, I don't think it's the hire that they would have made. I think that's fair. And as much as I would like to uh, dispute that. 
I can't. It just it's just a it's a hire that doesn't make a ton of sense to me unless you know you suck and you know that you're going to suck and this guy is just the one to get you through it. Right. And then you'll go to a real coach in a couple of years when you have a real team again. And and if that's the case, okay, it's it's not a terrible idea. But yeah, I, st- I just don't know, man. I, I I'm trying real hard here to be the shepherd, AJ. <laughs> I really am. I'm trying, I'm trying hard to find something to grab onto and say, you know, maybe it won't be so bad if. And my last hope was like, well, maybe maybe uh, Nick is the smart guy in the room. Uh, Asymmetric Riss says, what are the odds Deshaun gets traded plus 2,000 before the beginning of the season? I, I think that's way off. I, I think it's probably coin flippy, like yeah. minus 120 that he does. I, I, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Uh, because, you know, I, I mean, other than him just really turning into a complete baby and forcing his way, I mean, they don't have to do anything. No. And, and I think it's probably smart that they tell everybody, oh, no, we don't want to trade him. Right. And then, you know, try to work things out. I mean, that that's always, to me, the <laughs> the easiest thing in life is if you just be adults and sit down and talk stuff out, usually you can work it out. Yeah. And if not, if he sits down with Nick and decides, hey, man, you know what, this isn't for me, then you just say, you know what, I, I really don't want to be here. If you could trade me, here, I'll give you my no-trade clause. You can put it in the closet. It's all good. Get me out yeah. of here. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I don't think things are as bad as – they were, but, you know, I was kind of thinking about this, too. Is this guy a better football coach? Now, forget the GM duties. We know how bad that was. Right. Is this guy a better football coach than Bill O'Brien? I don't think there's any way to know at this point, right? Yeah, I, I don't either. And, you know, that that makes me wonder a little bit. It's like, uh, okay, so, well, we know you upgraded at GM. I mean, there is no way... This is one thing I will say with confidence. There's no way Nick Casario will be anywhere near as bad as Bill O'Brien was as GM. I agree with that. Because that, I mean, even Matt Millen stood up and said, dude, what are you doing? Right. And, and that's, that's pretty bad. So I think things will be better from that end. But I don't know if they're going to be better on the coaching staff. Now, I, I do think some of the hires they're bringing in are much better assistants than anything O'Brien had because he would just bring in his sycophants. Yeah. So that, you know, I mean, that's kind of a positive, right? Yeah. I would say that is a positive, but I, I mean, he doesn't have the. He's never been a head coach before, like Bill O'Brien has been. Like it or not, Bill O'Brien won division titles. Yeah, um, and I'm pretty sure this guy isn't. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. I just I kind of, and I can't get the stench of Jesus Easterby out of this. So. Uh, <laughs> Are we supposed to just ignore the fact that Cal McNair kicked off the introductory press conference with a video recording that appeared to come from a hostage or captive, captive situation odd. in Jack Easterby's basement? It was a, it was a very odd scene. Uh, and no, guys, Cal's not going to sell the team ever. You're stuck with him. I know everybody wants to try to say, oh, well, maybe maybe you can sell the team. No, no, you're stuck with him. And this is this is how a lot of you felt about Bud Adams. And I just, I'll go back and say Bud wasn't that bad. No. Yeah, that was... There were a lot of people to blame for all that. And, um, you know, in, in this case, I mean, 
this whole organization has just gone completely to hell. Yep. And it, it happened fast. Really, you know, when you go back to the Chiefs playoff game, when they're, they're up with a chance to go to the AFC Championship. Up big. And everything since then has been a complete disaster. If they won that game, do you think Bill O'Brien's still here today? Uh, probably so, yeah. I think so, so, too. That's pretty wild, isn't it? Yeah, now, as GM, see, that was the big mistake. Why are you making this guy the general manager? I mean, I mean, the guy was always power-hungry, and, and so you gave him all the power he wanted, and he ruined your organization. And now it seems like you're doing the same thing with Jesus Easterby. I mean, it seems like you're letting him make all these decisions and do all these things. And is he the right guy to be doing that? And so I don't, I don't know if I trust Nick Casario now uh, because this hire smacks of Jesus Easterby. Yeah. All right, 713-780-ESPN. If you want to uh, text the show today, you can do that. You can uh, get on Twitch and comment there. Uh, no calls today because we're at Sam Houston Race Park. You can come by and see us. Uh, live racing at 645, I believe, tonight. I'll have to double-check that. But, uh, yeah, pretty good card. Some money to be made. And, uh, you know, big weekend here, too, as they have the, uh, the, the racing festival on Sunday, which features uh, really some of the best horses in the country right now. So good thing to check out. All right, I have to tell you about new breaks. And uh, you know what, guys? If you're having any kind of brake problems, this is a perfect time to say, you know what, I'm not going to a shop, not going to go to a dealer because I don't want to sit there for a bunch of hours. How about I just have new brakes come to me because that's what they do. They'll come to your house. They'll come to your, your place of work. If you're going to come out here and bet horses all day, I bet you they'd come out here and fix them at Sam Houston Race Park for you if you're not leaving the parking lot. That's what they do. They come to you, and brakes are what they do. They're all they do. They're convenient. They're 20 to 50% more affordable than shops and dealers. I hear nothing but great things from people who've used them. I'm going to be using them myself here. And uh, you go to newbreaks.com. That's how you get started. N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S.com. You mention ESPN, you're going to get 10% off of your service. I had a friend ask about them today. He said, hey, are these guys legit? I'm like, yes, they are. Newbreaks.com. And um, they're going to give you a surprise-free repair quote. So there's nothing going to catch you off guard. They're convenient, they're fast, they're, they're safe. Newbreaks.com, N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S.com. Mention ESPN, you will get 10% off Newbreaks.com. You're listening to a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow, live from Sam Houston Race Park. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz, live here at Sam Houston Race Park. So, uh, finally out and about again for the first time since uh, my birthday was the last roadshow we had. It was back in December. Well, you got yourself a hell of a gift that day. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, like I said it didn't allegedly. Re- it didn't really bother me. So, um, you know, somebody asked any value on the Houston Cougars to win it all at twenty-five to one odds. 
Listen, any any futures bet you make is what are the odds this team can beat Gonzaga and Baylor, right? Because that's, or or you know it's it's like yeah, it's almost impossible that they would be able to get through and not have to play both of them. Yeah, because that's I mean, there's no way the uh, the committee's going to put them on the same side of the bracket. Yeah, and the odds that one of them loses in the first weekend or even the second weekend are so slim that I, I think you just—that's what you're asking yourself anytime you play a futures price. So yeah, and, and I don't follow it as closely as you do, but I don't really see any value in anybody not named Baylor or Gonzaga right I, now. I don't either, and I've tried to find other. You know what? The one team that may have some is Villanova. Because they've been in COVID shutdown for so long that people have kind of forgotten that they're Villanova and and they could they could go up they they could show up and, and just ball out one day. But I, I'm not I'm not looking to a the price on Baylor and Gonzaga is so it's so you know right that you're not going to want to bet on them to win. But betting against them just seems like a fool's errand right now. Uh, and I, I would just also like. UH is playing really well right now. I mean, they're a cover machine. They're also playing kind of a soft part of their schedule. Yeah. And they're just, they're just way better than these teams. But I, I, I think they're improving because that's kind of what Kelvin's teams do. But I don't, uh, you know, I don't know, man. I think uh, I, I just don't know, what to, you know what, how they're going to match up because they've really only played Texas Tech. I mean, yeah. they, they had a couple of other decent opponents. But not teams that, you know, okay, what's your measuring stick? And, well, and Tech's a pretty good measuring stick, but that's it. Right now, according to, uh, according to Ken Palm, uh, UH has played the 112th most difficult schedule. Okay. Gonzaga's played the 113th. <laughs> so, they've, I mean, it now Houston plays in a tougher conference than Gonzaga does, but Gonzaga went way out of their way to play a great non-conference. Kansas... Uh, that they beat by double digits. Auburn, they beat by double digits. West Virginia, Iowa, they beat by double digits. Virginia, they beat by 20-plus. So they, they, they play, and that, they didn't even get the, the game with Baylor that they had right, scheduled. Right, which was so, too bad. That would have been fun to see. You, Gonzaga went into this thing knowing, like, we're looking to test ourselves. Uh, and I think that's a Mark Few's strategy was, in, rec- in in past years, we've gotten to the you know Sweet Sixteen or something, and we've just seen teams on a level that we hadn't seen yet. So, Mark Few made a, a conscious effort to try and schedule as many you know boss out of conference teams as he could, so his team would be battle tested. I think it was very smart of him. That's something I think UH could could start implementing. Uh, it, 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 Boise game is a good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good win for UH at this point. And they played South Carolina, which is you know the, a, a mid-tier SEC team. And There's they've been good things. in the past. Yeah. Uh, you know. uh, but the Tech game that was a that's a good schedule. I I would just schedule. And this year was different uh, because, I mean, how many? I think UH got like five non-conference games. Right. They they. Didn't get a lot of chances at that, but that's what I would do if I were them going forward is start scheduling more of these. They, they usually do, though. Uh, they, most years, they've had pretty good non-conference schedules. They played LSU when LSU's really good. Um, uh, the, the, the one year, well, even the last two years, I think, they've played uh, BYU when BYU was good. They've, they've had a, a good non-conference schedule, but I do think they need to take it up a notch now. Yeah. and Because and, if they're going to be a, a perennial – top 15 team under Kelvin Sampson, they need to play more top 10 teams like them. 
And, and that's one good thing about college basketball that we get to see more than we do in football is the, uh, those teams play each other. Yep. And you mentioned Gonzaga's schedule. And I think, uh, but you know, watching them last night, they they were just totally outclassed. Well, I told team. you before yeah. the, you know, during the show, somebody asked about, it and I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I think it was maybe off the air." There's not much Tim, Tulane could have done to to hang with that team. They just don't. They're physically, they don't have the bodies to hang in a game like that. So, um, but but that's what you're supposed to do to a bad team, and that's the, that's the worst team that is on their schedule in the conference, you're supposed to make them look like the worst team in the conference, and now twice they've beat them by 20-plus points. If you're the top of the heap, that's what you should be doing to the bottom feeders. Yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't really tell me anything about whether or not they're any good. Because no, the, the, those... and, they'll, and they'll be favored in every game going forward until, until maybe the conference tournament. Uh, but it, it, there, there's, you, you know what you know about them now, and they're good. We, it's just you don't know if they're great because they haven't tested themselves like that, and the the teams like SMU is not they're good they're not well fantastic. I, and I think that's that's part of the problem this year is that the conference is good, but it's not what what it has been. Yeah, there's not another team that you can look at and say, hey, Cincinnati's really good this year, Memphis is really good this year, Wichita's really good this year. It's not really the case. Those teams are they're good. But I don't think you think of any of them as, oh, this is a team that's going to win a couple tournament games. Right. Maybe they sneak in and maybe they win a game. But the fact that they'll be favored uh, at Memphis, they'll be favored at Cincinnati, they'll be favored at Wichita, that tells you what the conference is this year. Yeah. Like, there's, Houston is very good, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to poo-poo them. It's just that we, it'll, it'll be a while before we know if they're – you know, if if they're if they're really a, team. a top yeah. ten, top five team in the country, yeah, and I think that's uh, you know, it's a fair thing to to question, and it has, you know, listen, I I love watching them; they're really good, but even I can't tell because uh, they're just so much better than these other teams in the conference this year, and that hasn't been the case in the past. There's always been somebody that you could measure yourself against and say, you know what, that's a good team, and I'm not saying that there aren't. Team, like the UH couldn't hang in this comp, but like if the if UH was in the Big Ten, they'd probably have three or four losses right now, and it wouldn't make them any less of a team. <laughs> they'd be they'd be the same. They'd be actually probably even be better because they'd be more battle tested. Yeah, but you know, it, right now, it, given their their circumstances, all all you can do is go out there and blow out the teams you're supposed to blow out, and that's what they've been doing. Where would they fit in terms of uh, the Pac-12? Uh. God, I mean, the, the best team in the Pac-12 is probably Colorado. I, I mean, I, I, they, I don't think they'd be sitting at 14-1 and one right now because there's no, you know, it, it, there's no two lanes in, in the Pac-12, uh, except Washington's pretty terrible this year. Uh, but, it, no, I, I mean, I think they'd be in the, the top, top third of, of the conference and, or, you know, maybe top three or four teams. I'm just curious. It's just, I, to me, it's so hard to tell this year because you haven't had enough. I, 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 Here's I just, another telling thing, Fred. When you lost Quentin Grimes, nothing really changed. You mean uh, Caleb Mills? Uh, yeah, Caleb Mills. You know, yeah. Nothing really changed. Like, that, that's normally, that's a, whoa. You know, even a good program sees like a, a, a drop-off after that. Like, I mean, when I say a good program, a, a, 
a, I guess like a blue blood, like one of the, the, the programs that we're used to seeing at the top. You can't lose your best player or one of your best players and have no drop-off because you need everybody on deck or on board to, to play in those conferences. When UH loses Mills, it's like, well, that sucks, but we're good. Well, I think he wasn't – what they lost was not the player that he was last year or that he should have That's been. That's fair. He had a lot going on. And I think that was uh, um, so. Th- I think that's why you didn't see a drop off. It's not that he's not a really good player who has a chance to be great. It's just what he was this year was not the same guy. But they lost us. I mean, they lost a starter. They lost one of their key guys. Yeah, uh, yeah. but he also he also missed a lot of games. Um, and, and I mean, I don't think it was. I, in retrospect, it's turned out to not be the loss that I thought it would be because I thought he was going to develop into the Rob Gray of the team by the end of yeah. the year. And it looks like they've, they've got other guys who are developing, and that's... He was their number two usage guy when he, when he left. Yeah. Which, th- that's a big deal. But, yeah. you know, Sasser stepped up. Uh, well, and that, that's the thing. Sasser's really turned into a, a, a nice player. And uh, this Mark kid from, from Dickinson, I think, by tournament time, yeah. is going to be really good. And that's kind of what... Um, you know, that's kind of how Cal, uh, Kelvin does things. I mean, they, his teams get better as the season goes on. It's just harder for me to judge it this year. Because, you know, the Wichita State game is not going to be the test that it would have been a no. couple of years ago. It wouldn't be the same as going into Cincinnati when Cincinnati was really good. Uh, so all of those things, it, it's, it, I don't, I don't want to bag on the conference because there's good teams. There's just not other teams that you look at and say, hey, they could win a couple tournament yeah. games, which they've always got two or three of those. All right, let's take a very quick break. We come back. I want to talk about a quarterback who might get traded and where he might go. And it's not Deshaun. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5 and You're listening to a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow, live from Sam Houston Race Park. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz, live here at Sam Houston Race Park, where they're taking the uh, social distancing very seriously here. Uh, the They only have, like where the urinals are, there's two urinals. They have one, every other one is closed off, so you can't... Oh next to somebody. I like that. I like that, too. I'm for well, that. They're also t- taking masking very seriously. As You've got to wear a mask in here. And, you know, we were, we were sitting here during the break while you were off peeing. And they, uh, was he a cop or was that a uh, security guy? He looked like he was like a county sheriff. Okay. Well, whatever. Someone uh, in authority was like, you got to put a mask on. So, And I was like, well, we're doing the radio show. And he said, well... Are you doing it right now? <laughs> and normally, you know what? 30-year-old AJ, 20-year-old AJ would have told that guy to eat it. But I just said, hey, man, that. I just looked at him incredulously and I said, all right, then. And then he walked away. I'm, I've, I've, the fight is out of me. You know, like, you know what we need? I'm not a rebel anymore. See, I just don't care enough anymore to, to rebel. Well, you, you know what we need? We just need drinks in front of us. That's, the mo- that's what Tyler was that's saying. Just yeah, say, yeah. We just need to go get some beers or something and just uh, and do that. Yeah, I was, a, I was a little curious when I came in here how we were going to be able to do 
things without masks because they're pretty strict about it. So it doesn't surprise me. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of hard kind of hard to do a show. It is. I, I do have a mask in the car that I could go get that's very loose and probably wouldn't matter. <laughs> but is it worth all that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think they're going to bother us during the show, but mm. you never know. Yeah, well, if they do, then you know what? The show will just sound like this for the rest of the way. Don't worry, guys. Yeah, well, as, as somebody who's uh, still got the antibodies, I don't, I don't know what the problem is here. Well, I, I don't. Yeah, you, two, well. you two Rony bros are okay. I don't. I could die. Well, could be worse things to happen. Yeah, although I did find, I did say today, I forget who I was talking to. We were talking about, like, blood types. I'm pretty sure I'm immune. I don't think I can get the Rona. Uh, I think if you didn't get it when everybody else did, you're probably safe. Yeah. Although you were out of town for most of that. Well, so you, you kind of came back when all of us had figured it out. Yeah, but I was in uh, airports and on airplanes, Fred, and I didn't catch the Rona. Uh, like, no, but that, don't they say the airplanes, it's recycled air, it's not a problem? I, I don't know. I, I just know that, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I just know that, I, I've been, you know, I've been in some social setting. I don't, I don't go out a whole lot, but I've been around some people, and uh, I, I just haven't. I don't know. I haven't even felt endangered at any point. Yeah, I, I mean, I hang around with the same people like every Thursday night. We do steak night, and actually, last night I ran into uh, our buddy Sam from Big City Wings. Oh, nice! He was out and about, and he's opening a new place over on Navigation. I've been uh, trying to hit. Uh, hit him up to open a, open one in uh, East Downtown. And, well, there you go. And so it'll be open in April. So looking forward to that. I told him I'll, I'll be my ass will be biking over there every weekend for those <laughs> wings. But uh, yeah, I ran into him last night, and and uh, uh, and everybody we're staying outside, and it's all the same people that we hang out with all the time. And and uh, I would say about half the groups already had it now. Yeah. And the rest of them are all getting vaccinated. So I need to go ahead and get that vaccine. Well, good luck with that, man. Apparently, O.J. Simpson can get it. Well, I'm a disabled veteran, Fred, in case you forgot. Uh, uh, I mean, I could just, I'm pretty sure I can just go down there and, and get it done. But uh, yeah, I keep trying to sign up where, for an appointment, and it's just every single time I get on there, we're not taking new appointments right now. It's like, okay. So, but you also feel pretty good because you just had the Roni. Yeah, I feel like I've got. You got at least a little while. I feel like I've got two months worth. Yeah, but I still there's no reason to wait, right? You know, if I can get if it, you can get it. Get yeah, it the get hell it. out of the way because uh, I'm supposed to be Group One B, have underlying uh, health issues. Well, so. I'm as you know, Fred. I am obese, so I could get mm-hmm. it too. I think you have to be more than obese. Well, I mean, I think they listed the stuff you have to have, and I, thought, I actually had one. Of them. I thought obese was like on the list to get you, uh, get you moved to the front. I don't know, but it does. Does what it seem? Hell? Does it seem weird that everybody is getting it, is old and obese? Those, those are the ones we're going to. That, that's <laughs> yes, who's going to survive yeah. <laughs> the apocalypse. It's going to be the old and the obese. Oh man, seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. If you want to uh, text the show, okay. Um, I, I got to pay off on this, don't I? Yeah. As I said, there's a quarterback that might be traded. The uh, yeah, Obviously, Matthew Stafford is the other big name that's out there. The two favorites, according to Larry Brown Sports, the Indianapolis Colts, who we've talked about, yep. and the New England Patriots. Hmm. Both will have around $60 million in salary cap, and he has a $20 million cap charge that you can't really – do until he's on his new team so you're gonna have to 
when you make that trade, you're going to have to have $20 million in cap room. So, what? I mean, I, I think him on the Colts would be fun to watch. You know, it, it, it's not good for the Texans. Look, the Texans aren't going to be any threat to anybody for a long time, so let's not even worry about that. But I think that would, that would be, make the Colts very interesting to it's, me. It's funny that you say that because I was reading a lot today about Matt Stafford and how the favorites seem to suddenly be the 49ers. And the 49ers, like the uh, the, the betting odds on, on Stafford to the 49ers soared and then got taken down, which means that there's probably an announcement coming. But... And and it said that they're likely to cut Jimmy Garoppolo. The Niners are if, if that would they, that would get them to their cap room. They need yeah. They've they've tried to trade him, and it looks like it's no nobody's really interesting right. or interested. But um, yeah. And would it shock you then if if that were the case? If Stafford goes to the Niners, would it shock you if Jimmy Garoppolo ends up in New England? No. And would it shock you if he wound up in Indianapolis? A little bit. I, I feel like Indianapolis. Well, I mean, because while he's not good, he's not horrible. And no, he's and, a serviceable and, guy. And Frank Reich is a damn good quarterback coach. Yeah, maybe so. So, but yeah, I, I could. I, I think Stafford to the Niners is a great fit. <laughs> um, Assuming the the Falcons are not in the in the mood to trade right, Matt Ryan, right? Which you know, but and that also, I mean, that also eliminates. Uh, them from the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. Yes, it does. If they do that, which which makes more sense, frankly. I mean, they they don't have. I don't think they have the assets. Christina says, "Where's Newton supposed to go?" Well, Newton pretty much showed last year that he's no longer an NFL starting caliber quarterback. Yeah, Cam Newton's bad at football now. So they they said maybe he's not bad, and then he had like a good week one and was terrible for the rest of the season. Cam Newton is going to go be a backup somewhere, or maybe he'll go run rough shot on the XFL. Who knows? Yeah, I mean that might that might be a better plan for him down the road. Or maybe he'll just float off into the sunset. That could happen too. Nine seven nine. So I'm guessing if Jack Easterby was a Muslim, you wouldn't be calling him Muhammad Easterby. Grow up. Uh, first off, I'm not growing up, brother. This is what I am. You know, I'm a 56 year old man. And if you think I'm immature, oh, well. Come after me. I'm 56. I'm a man. <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, I'm not growing up. If, if growing up is not saying something that offends your weak-ass sensibilities, guess what? It ain't ever going to happen. So you grow up, you be a little mature, and get a sense of humor. That's the thing. You'd be happier. Imagine how much better your life would be if you didn't take everything so damn seriously. It's not, it's not a lot to ask. No. Just have fun every day. Enjoy yourself. Guess what? There's going to be enough bad times to ruin your damn life. You know, you're going to have losses in your family. You're going to have all kinds of stuff. I mean, walking in here, you know, it's, it, it kills me that one of my best friends that sat right over there for many years with me uh, has been gone for two years now, and that's the first face I would see every time we came to Sam Houston Race Park. And it's depressing. But you know what? That's real tragedy. Yep. Somebody making fun of a dude's name is not a tragedy, well, sir. Well, it's pretty tragic, let's admit. <laughs> oh, man. So, you know, no, I'm not going to grow up. And if you don't like it, then sorry. It's just, that's who I am. It's what I am. We're going to make fun of everything. Hey, man, f- that. I'm going to make fun of myself more than I make fun of anybody else. That's me. That's the show. That's who we are. Sorry. 
And if, if, if you're the kind of person who's offended by stuff like that, you're not, we're not for you. Try to tell people that. We're not for everybody. We're for most people. We're for some. We're for, for all. We're for smart people. We're for fun people. We're for degenerate people. We're for gamblers. We're for people who like dogs. We're for people who don't recline their seats. I mean, we're, we are a show of the people, but just not all the people. Um, if you are 6'4 and weigh over 246, you are considered obese and eligible for the Phase 1B COVID vaccine. I'm 6'3 and like 250. Dude, just eat a couple hamburgers. You're there. I'm already there. Okay. Because uh, if he's 6'4, 246, and he's obese, I'm an inch shorter and I weigh more. I think you're there. Yeah. Good job, Hoffman. Yeah. I'm on it, <laughs> now, baby. Now, good luck actually getting the damn thing. That's the problem. All right, we're going to take a quick break. It is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. ESPN 97.5.